0: The madness, as you know, is like gravity. All it takes is a little push. <laughs> huh?
1: They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, they talking all of this madness. Hello, everybody,
0: and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Ron Pashery. With me this week, my good friends, Mr. Sexy, Punakana, then now forever, C Kane Joe Rottermill. Making love to the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Filling in for Ect2Fly Eric Trembicki and Mr. Wednesday Night Live himself, Alo Aaron Lloyd. Welcome back to the show, guys. Glad
2: to be here. glad to be here <laughs> hope that ice cream social is lit, buddy
0: uh, yeah I hope it is too.
1: <laughs> I feel another performance enhancing uh, test coming i feel I feel like he needs to be tested again i mean he's he's getting away with a lot
2: uh, he's not straight he's no straight edge I'll tell you that
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's not straight edge
0: we do have random drug testing coming up uh, before the end of the month, so it could be any one of the five of us I'll hold the cup yeah we, we don't know who it's going to be yet, but it, it could very well be mister ec E2 fly who's being ec two family this week <laughs> <Ek-2> family. Uh, <laughs> Um, first thing before we get into it, uh, check out False Count Anywhere with Derek McCauley, Russ D'Agostino, and Zach. I always want to say Zach Harper. Zach Carmen. <laughs> one of my favorite basketball writers on Twitter is Zach Harper, and it always <laughs> screws with my head every time I say it. Uh, check out some of the older episodes of The Perfect Edge. I'm sure we have one coming up within the next couple weeks. Uh, we have a few unsanctions that are out there, one hosted by ALO. One hosted by Prep. Uh, subscribe, five-star ratings and reviews on iTunes. Also, we have our Fall Brawl '98, first ever WCW show we reviewed for Throwback.
1: Critically acclaimed.
0: Yes, it it is one of the.
1: here hear there were some controversial hall comments.
0: There were. Uh, I think we cleared it all up though yeah. by the
1: end. Dust is settled.
0: Yeah it it was it was a, a, an interesting show. It ended up
1: being a fun. Time. WWE marks. I don't I don't get you guys.
0: Yeah, I, I will credit Donovan the Lowdown Lloyd for being the first one to make his review at WCW show. Uh, like I said, I did not have fun watching the show, but it was fun skewering the company down in Atlanta for an hour.
2: Well, he saved me from wasting a pick because I was like, I said, I going to pick Halloween
0: <laughs> Havoc for next month. So now you didn't have to. No, I didn't have to. <laughs> uh, one more thing Bobby the Brain Heenan passed away since our last show. Much love. Yeah, I I don't know that there's anything I could really say that hasn't already been tweeted or posted on Facebook or said on other podcasts or WWE itself. It's a big loss for the wrestling community. You know, him being gone for all this time has been a loss to the wrestling community. I will say for myself personally, he was was a huge part of WWF when I first started watching in my formative years yourself as well. Joe. He's
1: like what Paul Heyman is these days. That, That was him... Back then and then he was kinda of crucial in the Hulk Hogan storylines. I mean, almost as crucial as Hulk Hogan was to the industry he was. He probably the brain was.
0: Yeah, I think one of the things you guys seem to enjoy about me on the show is when I will troll fans or troll somebody the way I like to take digs. Like he's part of where that comes from in my sense of humor. Was that was the way he would talk about the baby faces, the way he would talk about the fans. I think I absorbed some of that in my youth. So you're very brain esque. Yeah, I don't want to say that, per se. I, I don't want to call myself the brain. But I, th- some of that rubbed, definitely rubbed off on me from my childhood. He, it's a huge loss for the community, obviously. We all send our thoughts out to his family and friends. Um, yeah, he's one of the greatest of all time. Elo, um, was there something else we had to mention for the top of the show?
2: Yes, if you want to embrace the madness in public, you can do that at whatamaneuver.com. M- what and if you tie the same old wrestling shirt, you can go to KyleandElbow and use promo code Matt Madness for ten percent off your order. And currently, starting today, you can now go on YouTube and find our interviews with current, Well, new and new and current form new and current NXT superstar Leo Rush, hopefully future NXT champion. And then throughout the week, we'll be adding our other interview, our other interviews with Michael Elgin, former and former NXT champion Simon Grimm.
0: Yes, those should be up Thursday and Friday, respectively. Leo Rush has been up for about an hour and a half or so. So, yeah, check that out. It was a fun interview. If you haven't heard it yet, you can either go back and listen to the episode. It was sometime in May. I want to say, like, episode 70, I think. Around that, yeah. And Elgin, I think, was a few weeks after that, and then Simon Grimm was maybe, like, six weeks ago. But, yeah, so I guess we get into it. We have No Mercy coming up on Sunday. They have definitely... Portrayed this as an important show. We have a couple huge matches yeah, they build on this it. card. I guess we'll start right off with John Cena and Roman Reigns. Boo.
1: The, oh.
0: the the bane of, exi- of Mark's existence all over the world. The two most polarizing, as Michael Cole would say, superstars I, in I, WWE. I, I can't
2: wait. <laughs> I can't wait.
0: Are you happy with how they've built this up?
2: Yeah, I'm happy with the way they built it up. I don't have a problem with. Cena not being there this week because everything that needed to happen happened for the last, for the last 2 to 3 weeks because of the promos with Cena and Roman going back and forth. Basically basically shooting on each other from what the internet and the perception of what both of the guys are and like like we talked about last week Cena's thing is you can't wrestle Roman's thing is we don't want you. And they were basically going off of that for weeks and then I like Roman coming out this week and he was basically talking about Cena as the, the new Hollywood thing. And I do like him referring back to the Rock interview. From before WrestleMania twenty eight with Cena. Cena shooting on the rock, saying the same exact things. And Roman did hit on that aspect because that's what John Cena has become, basically. So I do like what they I do like where they've gone with this. I can't wait for the match because like I said, this is this is what me and you will probably appreciate this more <laughs> than most people. Because like now see, like Cena always got booed, but now like Cena's getting cheered.
1: And I think they intended it the it other way. It's all it took to finally get Cena over. <laughs> exactly. That's it? But it's to be in there way. with Roman.
2: Yeah, so I really like that aspect of it. I can't wait to see how the crowd actually reacts to this match. My thing is, I'm wondering if this main event's. I'm up in the air with that because I think both main matches, this and the Universal Title matches, I think both these matches have been at the same level At the same level Evenly field. booked. Yeah, they've been evenly booked. It's like, okay, I wouldn't be mad... I wouldn't be mad about which one actually main event because they've both been booked prop fairly and even. So, is this
0: ahead. a show where co-main event <laughs> <laughs> actually fits? Yes, the, the rare show that that fits. They'll yeah.
1: say it even even though. Well, it's I, not, I haven't
0: you know.
2: heard them say co-ma- co-main event. I heard I have heard them say WrestleMania like yeah.
0: event. Yeah, yeah, like WrestleMania.
1: This match, yeah, whatever. they're calling the WrestleMania match, and the other ones the Universal Titer, which I, I feel should be. The title match should close it out. Yeah. I I'm sure Laugh agrees.
0: (laughs) Laugh would definitely agree with that. The title should always close the show in Laugh's viewpoint. I do think Cena, he he may also agree though that Cena and Roman may be that rare match that is bigger than the title. But I don't know. I I probably should have gotten his opinion on that. (laughs) Yeah, and if and if
2: Cena and Roman don't main event and they go on before. But I don't think they'll go exactly before the universal the universal title. Yeah, you have a they, filler match. Yeah, but if they like if they go on if the say Cena and Roman do go on in the universal title match main events, I don't think it'll take away from it because the universal title match that's gonna be a mon- that's just gonna be a fight. Even if it ends in, does it have a finish or anything, it's gonna be a fight. So it's not gonna be a, like a wrestler match. It won't have like the Triple H Randy Orton syndrome from WrestleMania 25. It won't have that because it's not gonna be a wrestling match. It's gonna be a all
0: all
1: out brawl. All-out, all-out brawl.
0: Yeah, it's the, another monster movie, yeah. basically, is yeah. what it's going to be. Joseph, are you happy with how they've built up Roman and Cena?
1: Yeah, I mean, at first I felt like it was kind of rushed. Like They they threw this match together, um, John Cena switching switching shows to come over and kind of challenge Roman Reigns. But uh, since that point, I've been happy with the way they, the, like you said, the way they portrayed it, um, the way they've kind of thrown jabs back. I think Cena's got the best of them for the most part, but um, it's been entertaining to watch for the I think
0: Cena getting the best of him has been part of what's been entertaining about it. Oh, yeah, because that obviously, the fans that are in that building love to see Roman kind of get chopped down in a way that they won't let anybody else do to Roman, but <laughs> Cena. Um, I did I do appreciate that they got into some of Cena's beefs with the rock before, basically saying like, that's what you turned into. I loved Roman doing that whole promo. To say, like, Cena, I don't see you out here. Well, guess what? You're not here this week. He threw in Alex Riley. Oh, I love that line. <laughs> that was like, whoa. We got
1: Roman Reigns building himself as the next John Cena. Uh, he's got a long way to go before he's, he's there. But
0: Yeah, he, he actually cursed on the show. And I, I love that he closed his promo with See a Sunday Movie Star, which I thought was <laughs> a great touch because that's what Cena said to The Rock back at, going into WrestleMania 28. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this match. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. That crowd is going to be off the charts. Uh, Alo, who do you think wins? Roman or Cena?
2: My heart, Roman.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Joseph, I'm, I'm thinking Cena wins this. I honestly don't, it could go either way, and I don't know which way is the right way to go. I kind of hope this becomes a multiple match. That's my feeling. It's not going to be a one
1: and done. I I just I feel like it's going to leave something left on the table to kind of revisit the match again. The fact that Cena,
0: we haven't heard anything anyway. I don't think that he's going anywhere anytime soon. But I, I do. I'm going to go with Roman. I just think Cena is. At that point, where that's kind of what he's doing, is trying to help other guys. Yeah, it doesn't need to win. No, he doesn't. It, like it obviously won't tarnish his legacy at all. Not at all.
2: Yeah, and then he's won since he's been back. At both of the pay per views prior, he won at Battleground, he won at Summerslam. So this loss won't really do anything to him.
1: But he hasn't won any high profile matches since he's been back. I mean, arguably.
2: Well, he he beat AJ at May at the Rumble, but they say he's come and gone. So he doesn't. At the same time, he doesn't have anything to prove. That, that's just how I see it. But I just can't wait for the next night for Roman to rub it in saying, I retired the Undertaker, and I beat your hero, John Cena. <laughs> I
0: can't wait. I, yeah, I think to me, yeah, fans will be pissed, which will be funny to see fans pissed that John Cena lost. Um, so I'm definitely rooting for Roman. At that point,
1: you got to have Roman point. Reigns full on heel then because that's the way he's going to be portrayed. I think
0: their thing is just he is what he is, and some people love him and some people hate him, and, like, they're fine with it. Yeah, deal with it.
2: Yeah, and he gets a reaction. That's all you care about is the type of reaction you get.
0: Yeah, and they like to say that, (laughs) that, I'll love him or hate him, you're reacting to him. Like, I kind of wish they wouldn't say that because that's kind of a little. Redundant. Yeah, you don't need to say that. But anyway, moving on, Universal Championship, it's been kind of a focal point of Raw for the last, I don't know, a couple months really. Braun Strowman, The Monster Among Men, against the Beast Incarnate, Brock Lesnar. First, of all, I, I will tell you that I did not. I started to fast-forward Enzo, and then I saw Braun, and I rewound <laughs> I it so I, I could see it. it. <laughs> so, yes, it, that kept me from fast-forwarding Enzo this week. I actually watched it. The thank-you Strowman chant was was great after that. I was <laughs> chanting it myself. Um yeah, it's funny. That's the first time I haven't fast-forwarded Enzo in at least a month. Um, the split-screen interview, did you guys enjoy that?
1: Loved it. Joseph? Yeah, it was entertaining. It was, it was something, something unique, too. I liked that Brock waited till
0: the end to finally talk, and he got right in the camera, thanked Braun for, like, you know, thank you for, you know, putting me on my toes or whatever it was that he said. Obviously, Braun has the selling point of, you know, I'm the only person that's been able to leave you laying every week. Manhandled him. Yeah, monster, monster handled handle. him. <laughs> and he says he's going to put him down for good. I can't wait for this either. <laughs> and I usually am not excited about Brock matches anymore, but I'm nah, very it, it, excited. It's hard
1: for this. to get ex- enthused for a Brock match recently, but I mean, this one kind of has, has, has that feel from it. I mean, you've seen Braun Strowman handle him almost on a weekly basis here. And it kind of kind of leads you to believe that in mean, the blueprints we've seen in the past that Brock will get the better of him after all that. But you don't know. Yeah. I'm. Um, I, like I said, I don't expect
0: a five-star classic, but I do expect this to be entertaining. I expect this to have us, if not on the edge of our seats, where it's at least a match that we're all going to be
1: paying attention to. For sure. Uh, yeah, I'm – I think this is going to be a lot of fun. I think we'll see one of those brutal-type matches um, where it's not like a technical wrestling match, but it's a lot of physicality and a lot of, a lot of some interesting spots that kind of keep you engrossed in the, in the match. Yeah, do you think we see color in this match?
0: You
2: need to.
1: <laughs> you need to.
2: You need, you need to see color in this match. And like I said, it's going to be like SummerSlam, but I think it'll be turned up at least by 10 in this ma- on Sunday. But my favorite thing was how intimidating both guys looked. Before the interview even started, like Braun in the back, his backdrop I thought was a really perfect. And then I also like the fact that when Cole asked him how asked Brock how do you feel about being the underdog, that he got so flustered. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that I don't know that was just my take from it, but he no, he looking, did. Yeah, he got really flustered. I do like that aspect of it. And Braun just sitting like a badass, just constantly smirking throughout the whole time. I thought it was great. And he's also a way better talker than I actually thought. He I thought he carried himself very well in that promo, getting over his fact that he's dominating Brock Lesnar. And I like the way he finished it, saying, I'm going to burn Suplex City down to the ground on Sunday.
0: You know what? I think he's gotten good, too. I think it's because they've just let him do it so often. They kind of... I think they kind of hit on how he needs to talk. Like It's one of the problems that Roman has had, is he's out there with a different personality almost every time he comes out. I think they've done a better job recently of giving him a consistent personality center
1: him a little bit, bringing him into a focal point. Yeah.
0: It's like, this is how you carry yourself. And if nothing else, it, there's some consistency to it. It's less of the corny jokes and stuff like that. I think they found out for Braun pretty quickly. Like, this is how we want you to act. And then he's been able to grow into that character. And it's, it's been a big deal for him because it, it's one thing if he's this monster who does some physical feat every week that you want to tune in and see. But when he gets on the microphone, there's a good chance that he's going to do something entertaining there as well.
1: So I think he's grown a lot. He's in that definitely grown. Too. I've seen it from the part um, when he first came in. I was a big advocate of not having him around. I, I... <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love the way you worded,
1: worded that. Yeah. I was a huge advocate of you know not having him around. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was definitely definitely not entertained by him. I remember when he first started and um, with the squash matches, with a bunch of people. But I, he, they built him into a character. I kind of. Kind of need to see now on a weekly basis, and I applaud them for that. I mean, you could see how entertaining it is when you when you do it the right way. Yeah, and the the guy who
0: strapped the uh, the rocket to his back, James Ellsworth. <laughs> <laughs> that meme started, and then Braun Strowman, you know, was his sights were set for the moon at that the point. The chinless wonder. Yeah, and then Survivor Series happened. Oh god, it was so great. So here's my favorite thing. At one point. I was the only one who was in the... J I remember you guys were mad at me that I bought a James Ellsworth t-shirt because he was, like, on everyone's nerves, like, pretty quick. Everybody kind of got over the whole thing pretty quick of him having the matches with AJ, and I could not have loved it anymore. <laughs> then Survivor Series happened, and they used him so beautifully that all of a sudden everybody was in on James <laughs> Ellsworth again. So credit to WWE for turning every. I shouldn't say everyone. I know there's a lot of people that still wish he wasn't there. But I think most fans are at least slightly on the positive side of James Ellsworth at this point. I, as much I know as you I can
1: I be for James Ellsworth.
0: Well, he, he's one of my favorite things about WWE <laughs> at this point. I <laughs> Sad- love <sadly>. James Ellsworth. <laughs> <is mine> too. <laughs>
1: that's, that's just the disturbing We'll statement. get to that later. <laughs> yeah, we will.
0: Uh, so, Joseph, Brock Lesnar, or Braun Strowman walking out as the Universal Champion on Sunday? I mean, this
1: is kind of difficult. Um, my original forecast was Braun Strowman. I think he takes the Universal title. But like I said, the blueprint we see here is usually when the other guy gets the upper hand on a weekly basis, he ends up losing the match. Um, I still got to go Braun Strowman, I guess, at this point. Daylo?
2: I'm going to go with Braun because I think that they can actually have Braun have the title and maybe have Brock up to you for a little bit. And Brock could still actually regain the title because we still – we're assuming that he's not going to be here after WrestleMania, so you have to assume that he's going to have a marquee WrestleMania match. So I think that they can afford to give Braun the title here and then maybe Brock, um, Brock can get it back at the Rumble or at Fastlane or a Gym or whatever pay-per-view role has going into WrestleMania.
0: So I have a couple of feelings about this. One, I do agree with what Joey said, that he's kind of been dominating Brock Lesnar for a while now. It goes back to the, that Fatal Four-Way match. He sent him out on a stretcher. Then he's left him laying, as he said in his own words, for a few weeks. So in that aspect, it's like, okay, he's not going to just dominate, like steamroll Brock Lesnar indefinitely. That makes me lean a little bit towards Brock winning. I also think Braun can be one of those attractions that doesn't need a title to be a big deal. But like I said, either last week or the week before, there are acts that don't need the title, but it helps them to have had it at some point. Like I said with The Undertaker, he did not have a ton of title reigns, but pretty early in his career, he was the world champion, and that was something that was always on his resume. I think that was part of what hurt Enzo and Cass in NXT, was everybody thought like they're getting the NXT titles at the next big event, and then they didn't. Okay, they're getting it at the next one. Uh, they didn't. And it's like, okay, well, they want us to follow the chase. The chase is the exciting part. Okay, this time they're going to get it. And then they didn't. Then they lost it one last time, then got called up, and it was like, well, they were never the champions. So what makes you believe they're going to do it now? Yeah, they ne- they never were able to win it in NXT. I think it's something that like you
1: at least need to put like that notch in the belt, so to speak. It helps build. I mean, you might not need it to have that character, that following, but it helps, again, again, kind of validate you as a, as a primetime wrestler.
0: Yeah, I, w- I would love to see Braun get it. I think he should get it. I think I would love to see him walk out there with that title. But I'm I'm thinking Brock Lesnar. I I just can't see, unless I'm completely wrong, and they're like, we're going to do everything we can to build Braun Strowman into a tra- an attraction. We're going to have him monster handle Brock Lesnar again. I would love for that to happen. I just don't think that it is. So I'm going to yeah. go with Brock. But uh, my heart wants Braun Strowman to win it. I said last week, just put the belt on him already. <laughs> I think it's what they should do. I just don't know if it's what they're going to do, so I'm going with Brock.
2: Yeah, because like, I agree with what you guys said about Braun's got the upper hand every week, but that's the kind of thing you have to do with, with a guy like Brock Lesnar because it's, he's portrayed as a beast, and Braun's a beast himself. So Braun's like the newer guy on the block, so I think for him the get the upper hand constantly on Brock really helps him and maybe like legit, legitimize him cuz like I said they put him in the ring with Cena last week and that's kind of a big deal and he demolished Cena. So that that's another reason why I thought they might put strap the title on Braun cuz they they've made a big deal out of this guy.
0: That's a good point. I was for, not that I forgot that it happened but I wasn't even factoring that into my decision that they did have him destroy Cena, which is a big deal. Like do you think that's cuz to me him winning means they're saying, we are building this guy up to be the most destructive force that WWE has seen in years. Do you think that's what they're doing with him? Like, you think that is the, the direction they're going? Because to me, him beating Brock Lesnar on Sunday is a signal that we are running with this guy. You believe they are ready to run with him?
2: Yeah, because I think that would be like a... Like like you said about the Undertaker, he didn't have many title reigns, especially early in his career. But... The t- title, win he did have, was over, even though it was a, was a controversy, it was over Hulk Hogan. And Braun getting his first title win over Brock Lesnar. It, he doesn't have to title a title a bunch of times after that, but it's the fact that he beat Brock Lesnar for the universal title.
0: Yeah, and there's always a picture somewhere that you could find on, you Google search Braun
1: Strowman, and in the images you'll see a picture of him with the title.
2: Yeah, beating Brock, and it says Brock Lesnar, um, Braun Strowman defeats Brock Lesnar.
1: Yeah, i um, will building a um it's going to sting just a little bit a Goldberg-esque uh, run, a Goldberg-esque run where he he, ha- he hasn't lost a match. Well, and... he has
2: been pinned. So we can't <laughs> get so there'll be
1: no more bills. Yeah, he's not undefeated. Yeah. And they're not
0: pumping in crowd noise to make it seem like people <laughs> like him more than they do. Um, women's division, the booked match has been Sasha Banks versus Emma versus Nia Jax versus Alexa Bliss. Nia versus Alexa, the one-on-one match that Alexa said she has been dying for them to have. So fun. Can I just say the split screen before they went to commercial of the two of them walking through the back? (laughs) Alexa's terrified face was unbelievable. I was laughing so hard at that. Um, Sasha comes out when Alexa tries to leave and kind of forces her back into the ring. Nia wins. Sasha attacks Nia. Sasha gets laid out. Bailey's music hits. She's back. Sasha, Alexa, and Bailey take out Nia. She was asking for it, too. She was. As Sasha and
1: Bailey are <laughs> celebrating with their arms up together.
0: Yeah. Alexa worms right into the middle, <laughs> yes. which I thought was great. It was very reminiscent of Seth Rollins uh, in that Fatal 4-way. Yeah. <laughs> was it Payback? Yeah, Payback. In Baltimore a few a couple summers ago yeah. when they did the triple powerbomb that Orton and... <laughs> Seth put out his fist like they yeah, we're back together. It was very reminiscent of that. They took out Alexa. I thought that was awesome. Now Bailey is added to the match. So it's now I guess a fatal five-way.
1: How do we feel about this? I think it'll be entertaining. I mean, it's another body in there, but it's Bailey, so I'm okay with it. Um, I would like a little more probably something that wouldn't be as jumbled. For a title, for a title, but I mean, I can see why. Halo.
2: Um. First off, poor, poor Emma. <laughs> Not even on the show. They just show her have a tweet.
0: Yeah, and she's and she's here too. <laughs>
2: yeah, but I like you said. Um, when Sasha showed up at the ramp and Alexa ran, didn't she scream and then literally run into Nia Jax? Yes. I thought that was perfect. I loved it. That was yeah, like, it ran directly into I her. I loved it. That was
0: so great. But it's Whereas The Rock was a directly into <laughs> her. Directly.
2: <laughs> yeah, but this the thing with this match is, like, like I said, Emma's the forgotten person, wasn't even on Raw name. Bailey gets inserted, which I'm fine with, but we're still not getting our Sasha-Alexa feud, which kind of irritates me. And the thing with Nia Jax is, you said, you, we just hit on this about Braun Strowman and The Undertaker, and I've said Nia Jax has become the big show or cane of the women's division. Yeah. Like, like, oh, you, you, you mess with me, you're going to face Nia Jax. At some point, you got to pull the trigger on her. Because facing her has to be, like, a legit threat. Like, not because she's not like most girls, but because she actually <laughs> has some legitimacy to her. Yeah. Because they, most times when they say, oh, you're going to face Nia Jackson," in most cases, she, they, she ha, ha, I say half the time she loses. So it's not an important match. So at some point, they have to stop playing around and actually pull the trigger on her to give her actually, actually some legitimacy. because Get
1: her moving downhill a little bit?
2: Yeah, because they keep saying, oh, well, it, they keep trying to avoid her t- taking pinfalls and all, but still, you have to do something to make her feel legitimate. Win a couple matches, yeah, but Important you can't matches, yeah, because you can't do that all the time. When the big match comes, you lose. You can't do that. Sometimes you, it, it just has to happen. sometime. And the whole Bailey thing, I'm glad she's back. I hope they fix whatever the hell they want. They were doing with her. Yeah. So it was a nice touch for her to be going off TV because the crowd actually seemed to care about
0: her. Yeah, she didn't get booed.
2: Yeah, this week, and this week. <laughs> I'm a fan of all five women, but like Joey said, it's cluttered. Like I'm not a big fan of Fatal Five Ways because, like Austin said, they're, cl- they're clusters. But
1: <laughs> it seems to have the, it seems to have like a blueprint for the women's division in whole, and they're using it on both shows. Because yeah, w-
2: what I would love, but sh- I don't think she's going to be. She's not coming to October. I would love if like Oscar debuted here, and like, all the all women were in shock completely, but that's not going to happen. That's just a thought because she's not coming to October.
0: So I was thinking about that the other day. I guess there was, like, somebody that posted a fake tweet or something saying Paige and Oscar were being added to the match. Um, and my thought was, like, do we want Asuka being thrown in with everybody? Like, does that allow her to shine as much? But I guess if she just dominates the whole division, I guess that probably is a pretty good way to debut her. But I, I would like – I would like her debut to get like a little more lead up mm-hmm. than just yeah. you're you're in this match that was already booked. Yeah, before you were involved. Yeah,
2: because it's clear she's coming in October they, they <laughs> said she's coming in October, and plus they're dropping a network so a network collection for her, which I can't really wait to watch cause I thought her <laughs> matches, some of her early matches were great in NXT.
1: I like a video lead in for Asuka when you get the uh, kind of the warning signs and maybe maybe a couple drop in appearances and just boom, she's there all of a sudden.
0: Yeah, I, I do think they're going to handle her right. <laughs> Obviously, tri- here's why I say this. I know why oh, you laugh.
1: Oh, damn.
0: He's nicked. I know why you laugh at that. Mofo's Um, I think that they're going to handle her right because Triple H cared so much about her. Like, if, if that story is to be believed, I believe he told it's true. Vince, like, you can have everybody but her, I I think Triple H will do everything he can to make sure that she is handled as well as possible when she finally gets there because you know he probably still wants her on nxt if it was up to him uh but with all this being said i i do think i the reason i don't like all these multiple person matches is uh, it very rarely allows a very good story to be told you have to do a really good job of building up three storylines for each person yeah. that converge and i don't know that they've really done this i feel like it has been just kind of like, all right, you're in the match. Now you're in the match. Oh, you're tweeting a lot? You're in the match. The now. stories
1: will feel rushed, and the match can get sloppy real quick if you're not
0: all on the same page.
1: Yeah, like, I feel like we're still being shortchanged
0: on Sasha and Alexa. And I feel like the, whatever the weird alliance between Alexa and Nia was, I feel like we're getting shortchanged on that story also, unfortunately. But the match is happening on Sunday. Halo, who do you think wins? Do we have a new champion on Sunday night?
2: I'm up in the air because they inserted Bayley. Because, you know, a lot of times when they insert somebody who's supposed to be the number no contender before, that they usually give, give them the title there. So I'm kind of up in the air. And then I just made a point for Nia Jax. At some point, she has to be legitimate. And then, but I think it's also important for Lexa to retain because she's the weasel heel. And she's been put in an unpredictable, in a uneasy situation, being having, having a small chance to retain her title. But I'm gonna go with Alexa to retain, and I think you'll get the Bailey feud right, right after that. And I said a few weeks, ago, a few, a week or month months ago that T- Roll has TLC, and I do think we'll see the first women's TLC match. So I think we'll get Alexa and Bailey in that first TLC
1: match. Hmm. Joseph, um, I'm gonna say Alexa. I think, uh, I think I see her wheezing all the way out of the, this match with the title somehow. Um, and they'll probably end up, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping um, that she ends up losing the title when she does in a one-on-one match, not one of these jumbled uh, five women elimination matches that we're getting a lot of these days. So you think she will steal a win? She'll steal a win. We'll leave someone a little sour, and we'll, that, that'll set up a feud. I'm thinking it's Bailey or Alexa. It's
0: going to be one of those two. Uh, It's tough. I'm going to agree with you too, and just say Alexa. I do think that there's a good chance that she, I mean, this is always a good way for a champion to lose without really losing. But also it could be a funny way for her to retain without actually quote unquote winning the match.
1: Unless Paige comes back, then she'll win.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, Yes.
2: Back to this whole Oscar (laughs) Oscar thing, Mm -hmm. because I can't believe this will be booked properly. That's too many women for them to book. I don't know how they're going to do this. Because they only have a three-hour show. That's it. <laughs> That's only three hours and change to book this show. And you call, and it takes them forever to even get four women on television properly.
1: Uh, there's some segments they can cut down on. to. to fit <laughs> uh, some, there's, there's plenty of them you can cut down on. Just Un- to fit some women's time.
0: Unfortunately, the segments we would like to see cut down are exactly the ones that will never be cut yeah, down. Yeah, you know, they'll, they'll want, get more time the yeah. ones we're stuck with. Yes.
2: It's like, j- just give me the women's division and Titus worldwide. I'll be happy.
0: <laughs> that, that's enough for you? <laughs> yes, I'll, I'll be happy. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm going to go with Alexa. So we got a clean sweep on Alexa retaining the title. Uh, Intercontinental Championship. The Miz interrupts Angles. It's about promo. time he came
1: out and said something.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he interrupts Angles promo for No Mercy. He basically says that um, he's playing favorites with Jason Jordan, saying, you know, he actually brought up the whole idea of Jordan playing catch with him, which I thought was good. So maybe the Miz is listening to the show as well, that he brought up the whole playing catch thing. Uh, Jordan comes out to kind of defend Kurt, and he tells Kurt that he wants the Miz to in the match so that they have no excuse when he wins and becomes the number one contender. So now we have a six-pack challenge between the Hardys, Elias, uh, the Taraj, Curtis Axel, and Bo Dallas, and Jason Jordan. We get a quick backstage of Jordan being upset about the looks and the whispers that he's getting. Um, We have a Hardys interview where not too much brokenness to it, really. Not as much as we've gotten before. Um... What did you guys
1: think of the six-pack six pack challenge, though? I
2: thought it was fun. It was really fast-paced. I did
1: enjoy it. Joey? Are you saying the match itself or, or just the idea of it?
0: The match itself. Like, it, it was the, yeah, the it main was event, fun, correct? It was fun so to watch. That, right? yeah, it,
1: it was fun to watch. I mean, I had my my hesitations about having the Miztourage in it, but I knew it would play out kind of the way it did, so I, I had no had no worries about that. I didn't expect to see any of them in the, in the the winning the match, so... Who did you get? Did you guys both assume Jordan was winning? I knew Jordan was winning because we kept yeah. saying
2: they were going they, you always kept saying that the last couple of weeks that they have this in their back pocket. And I have to say this now before I forget. Maurice is drastically missed already. <laughs> Not even because she's beautiful or whatever, but we always say that even with Rusev, even Laugh said this about Rusev, just having that valet with you, it adds so much to you. It's like, inspect the fact that he that that's his real wife. It's like God, he has her. Yeah, it is. It adds so much. And when she didn't come out, when she was gone, because she's pregnant, it it didn't. And we haven't seen we haven't seen them apart in, in so long, but it just looked so different. And she was Unnatural. missed drastically. And not, I I kind of like cared less. I cared about I cared about the missed segments a lot because he is one of the best parts of the show. How
1: dare you? <laughs> <laughs>
2: He's one of the better parts of the show. But just her being there, even if she didn't talk or whatever, she just sat in the back. She meant so much to his character for the past year and a half.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a void that you notice that she's not there. I'm assuming that's probably why they gave him the Miztourage, maybe, that they knew she was going to be taking some time off. I don't know for sure.
2: Well, those Um, things just happen, (laughs) Ron.
0: True. Um, I like the way that it was set up, though. Like... I love that The Miz got involved and specifically went after Jordan. Like, his whole thing was telling The Taraj, like, let's not let him outshine you. Like, he doesn't deserve it. His father is playing favorites. Um, but Jason Jordan, the vulture, swoops in and steals the win. Um, the Taraj takes him out after the match. And then Miz gets on the microphone to close saying... After Sunday, I'll still be the champ. Kurt Angle will still be a terrible father, and you'll still be a bastard. <laughs> and it's like, well, th- th- those battle lines are clearly drawn. Anyone who watches Game of Thrones knows that bastards are pro- probably flying higher than they ever have <laughs> in
1: the world right now. Bastards, are, ba- ba- bastard stock is up.
0: Yeah, between Jon Snow and Ramsay Bolden, like it's it's yeah, it's, it's a, not a good time, I guess. And a lot of incest. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs>
2: yes, yeah, I do know that. that. I haven't <laughs> caught up, but I do know that.
0: Yeah, there is a lot of that. Um, so, who do we think is going to win this match? And does this come off as a good match? Like, are you expecting it to be a good match or no?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I watched those last couple matches that Jason Jordan was in with prime wrestlers were really fun matches to watch. Um, misses matches have been good to watch as well, so I expect the match itself to be very entertaining. Um, my fear is that Jason Jordan walks away with the title and he, he still doesn't have the mice skills to be able to carry a title like that. Did you see any improvement in him at all over the last couple
0: weeks? In mm-hmm. his character Very or miniscule. his
1: ability? Very middle school improvements. Alo? He's still in Apollo Crews tel- territory for me. He's not
2: in Apollo Crews territory. <laughs>
1: it's a little drastic, You're not going to damn him to I, Apollo Crews territory? I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> it's drastic, but you get the point.
2: I'm not. I do get your point, though. <laughs> but but before, before I get my pick, I did like the the segment of him coming out to the ring, but I did like the backstage segment. He's not an actor, as you always said. When he first started the backstage promo, I didn't like it. He's like, they're talking about you. I didn't like that, but when he got on, he seemed to get more comfortable... Throughout that promo, I did like that aspect of it because when this happened, I kept saying that we need time to judge this as a whole. And it was it wasn't good li- getting lead up, but the two it got
0: stale immediately.
2: It did, <laughs> but the the, um, the previous two weeks he fought Cena and Roman in the ring. That kind of got him at least out of the booing territory because mm-hmm. I don't think he, I don't think he got booed. Not think he, no, got he didn't like get a, booed. They didn't I, get
0: a huge pop, but yeah, yeah he didn't he, get a pop either, he But didn't get like a bad reaction.
2: Yeah, so like it's kind of like you put him in the ring a romance scene to give him that rub so the fans well, okay he did pretty good against these guys so it's back to the promo I did like the promo backstage he did show emotion and he's like they keep talking about you but like the moment wasn't earned because we didn't see a lot of people actually like bashing him or Kurt Angle because he, he kept saying that people were talking people were this yeah. and that.
1: there's no there's no proof to that yeah one, yeah. Say, here's, here's yeah
2: it something. wasn't earned so like The only people that really said anything are The Miz and Emma. Now, if they had people backstage whispering around and actually showed that on television, this moment would have been more earned. So you could have a little bit more sympathy for him. But I did like it for what it was. But I do wish that stuff was there prior.
0: Yeah, I agree. Now, that, that was the reason why I asked if you guys saw any improvement with him, his ability to speak. I did feel the same way the backstage segment. we saw a little more out of him than what we've seen. It wasn't just him smiling and happy, like, oh, Kurt Angle's my dad. I'm so happy. Can you believe me? My hero turned out to be my dad. It's like, okay, you don't need to say that anymore. We actually got a little bit of edge to him. We actually saw, like, more interaction between him and Kurt. I would like to see more of that still, but it it, it was a step in the right direction. And I am looking forward to this. I'm not sitting here thinking this is going to be a great match. I'm curious to see what it is, what the, how good the match is, because I really don't know what to think. I'm going to go with The Miz. I think The Miz-Taraj is going to be too much to overcome, and I don't think that they – I think that they – hopefully they know. There's like a fine line that if they put that IC title on Jordan, it may sour the crowd on him immediately. I don't know if people hate The Miz enough anymore that seeing Jason Jordan beat The Miz is going to make people love Jason Jordan. So I'm going to go with The Miz. Alo, which way are you going?
2: Well, The, the Miztourage hasn't been banned or anything from this match. So I'm going to go with The Miz. But I do feel that Jason Jordan will win the Intercontinental title at some point. Because I do think The Miztourage does get involved in this match. And later down the road, Jason Jordan, he will get his rematch against The Miz and win the title. Or, or on Sunday, if The Miztourage does get involved... Angle comes out and restarts the match to give him a fair opportunity and then I think Jordan will win that way but not but if but saying a, in a clean one-on-one situation where that, where that doesn't happen I'll pick the miss.
0: I'm going to say that as well I do think he ultimately holds the Intercontinental Championship at some point I just think they want it to be more of a you want to see him earn it more than just get he wins this this opportunity and then wins it in his first shot I think that we want to see it build a little more than him just go in there and win it
2: yeah and but the, the WWE in me is thinking this as well they, they, <laughs> they put him in the ring with Cena and Reigns so the way they think the fans see it as okay he was just in the ring with Cena and Reigns he almost actually beat these guys so now, he's, now he, he won this match on Raw so he, he's facing the Miz so he's kind of like a big deal now that's how WWE probably sees it if they do decide to put the title on him and I, I do see where they, their point but I think it's better if the Miz wins here and it's better if he wins clean, but I do think the Miztourage does get involved.
0: If this was like heel Dolph Ziggler with the Intercontinental Championship, I would immediately think Jason Jordan is winning. But I think they have so much belief in the Miz that I think that they're going to keep him as the Intercontinental Champion for now because I still think it's the best thing for that title at the moment. Um, tag team division, we have Sheamus and Cesaro against Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. Yeah, the, the bar. <laughs> um, we ended up with well, Seamus and Cesaro were supposed to have a match with Gallows and Anderson. The Seamus and Cesaro cut a weird promo on nostalgia. Again? Yeah, it's odd that they're cutting promos on nostalgia, but whatever. I did like them just repeating themselves after the what chant. Um, <laughs> Seth and Dean come out. Gallows and Anderson come out. They throw the nerds line out, and which apparently really infuriated Dean Ambrose. He does not like being called a nerd. No,
1: I mean, who really does? <laughs> but, I mean, Dean was, Dean was infuriated. They threw the old Back to the Future,
0: Nobody Calls Me Chicken, although he said nobody calls me a nerd. Yay. I was like, okay. Leads to a triple threat tag team match. Sheamus Cesaro also vulture to win. So we got a bunch of vultures on the show this week. I'm looking forward to this match because I think it's going to be great. a do you think they've done a good job of keeping this feud going?
2: No. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that match on Raw was entirely too long. That was was just my opinion. And they keep... Like, the club... They do belong... Because those three teams have been a thing since SummerSlam, basically. Since the start. Yeah, and then the Hardys, they they just lost and... Obsolete and they have no place. It's it's really sad, but I it's ha- I'm having a hard time actually staying invested against them versus Cesaro and Sheamus. I'm ready for him to really move on. I'm still I I really can't wait for the whole split up between Rollins and Ambrose. I don't think it's earned here yet because I think Ambrose will be have to be the one to had to turn over than Rollins because Rollins was. The one like look hit me back and Ambrose basically saying I'll hit you when you least expect it. Yeah. Whatever. So I I'd say I have a hard time staying invested in this match because these two teams have been going at it for weeks and weeks and it's usually the same stuff.
0: Yeah, I think the match itself will be a good match. Mm-hmm. It's just the level of investment in it is it's not there the way I feel like it should be. Because um, yeah,
2: only three tag, there's only four tag teams on Raw. It's but so much
1: you could do.
0: Yeah,
1: Joey, your one thoughts? One of them is pretty
0: much a wash. I mean,
1: <laughs> which uh, one? I, I think you figure it out.
0: <laughs> what do you? How do you feel about it? I
1: mean, I, I didn't think the match. The match was kind of long, but I, I was entertained by it. I, I watched it, watched it and was kind of into it. Um, I, again, I don't feel the rivalry there, but uh, like you said, this will be a good match to watch on the card. Um, ultimately, I think Dean and Seth retain. It's kind of easy call for me, but um, they they definitely need some some kind of new rival to kind of pick up the division a little bit.
0: Yeah, I don't know who that, where, in what form that comes, but yeah, Sheamus and Cesaro. It's they've done this for a while now.
1: Well, I heard they might be getting Golden Truth back together.
0: <laughs> well, there you go. It's it's about time that they yeah, get know, a tag been, team title ring. You've been reign. asking for it. Yes. <laughs> uh, alo Who wins?
2: Cesaro and Sheamus.
0: Oh, I mean, I'm, so? sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Rollins and Ambrose. I going to say, the, the, the confidence with which you said yeah, no, that, I was just, like, whoa, I'm no, shocked. Rollins
1: and Ambrose <laughs> like, like, we're idiots.
0: Yeah, I'm going to say Rollins and Ambrose retain. No reason for them to lose them already, so I say that they retain. Uh, cruiserweight division, I really have nothing to say. Uh, I did enjoy that after Braun uh, took out Enzo, Neville came out and mocked his little dance and hit him with the red arrow. <laughs> I mean, and Neville retains, right? Yes, please. For Joey. sure, yeah.
1: There's no way he's losing in here. All right, good.
2: If um, Enzo does win, I can't wait for Ronnie versus the World. Uh,
1: <laughs> can't, can't that win. might be
0: the whole show, <laughs> Ronnie versus the World, just, just next week if Enzo wins. Of, of that. Yeah, it, it won't, won't be good. Uh, Finn Balor and Bray Wyatt still <laughs> at it. Uh, in the groundbreaking... First time ever, not, man versus man match.
2: It's not the first time ever anymore. It's the second time. The man we man. have Bray Wyatt versus Dustin Rhodes.
0: Oh yeah. But if wow. So they, they threw away <laughs> a fresh stipulation on Raw the week before they're going to use it on a pay per view. I guess I didn't even appreciate that it, I, mean, I was watching the first ever man versus man match. If
1: the man created the demon. Which one's more dangerous? Oh,
0: God. I I don't know. I, I really have not a whole lot to say about this either. <laughs> Bray beats uh, Dustin Rhodes. Um, Why
1: did
0: you go to Dustin Rhodes? Man versus the man. Yeah, man versus man. This is the, the new thing in wrestling. Um,
1: Damn, I mean, they're, they're groundbreaking over there.
0: We get Finn on the Titantron saying, well, finally telling us the story of how he became the demon. I, I've really been wondering. They've never explained it. They've never mentioned him being a demon. So we finally get that long-awaited black backstory on... How he became the demon. I say that facetiously, obviously, because since he got to Raw, that's about all they usually talk about.
1: Oh, they still got to explain how he became the demon king.
0: (laughs) I I don't need to hear that. Um, Yeah, I'm glad they finally cleared that up, though. So who wins? (laughs) Fergal Devitt. Who what? Fergal Devitt.
2: Okay. Man versus man. It's Fergal versus (laughs) Wyndham.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Wyndham. Who wins, Joseph? Finn. Yeah, Finn wins. That's not even... A question. Last thing on Raw that I have Curtis Hawkins comes out talking about his 114 match losing streak. I'm sorry, Chad Hawkins. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Apollo comes out with Titus to challenge the streak. Apollo gets the win, takes a selfie with Titus. And then they actually took the time to put a 115 match losing streak graphic on the screen. So that's a thing. Yes. What does this lead to anything?
2: The last time I remember this it was a thing. Montel, after he lost the U.S. title to Matt Hardy, <laughs> he hadn't won a, a match for like six months. And I think I forgot who he won, who he beat. They made a big deal out of it. I think he beat the Big
0: Show. Hmm. So, do you think this leads to him ultimately getting a big win?
2: Yeah, he'll get like he'll get help to get like a really big win, and his. Losing streak.
0: Do you think that they will start talk? They didn't mention this being like the longest losing streak in history or anything, right?
2: No.
1: Do you think maybe we start challenging that? <laughs> like where I, they I think say so. we got to find out what that number is, and um, could see that being pushed. Would you guys rather
0: see this lead to a big win for Hawkins, or would you rather see this lead to him chasing the longest losing streak in WWE? Why history? can't it be both?
2: I think I it'll guess. be both.
0: But do you think he gets the win to, okay, no, to those keep? Those. Yeah. Do we think he gets the big win to keep from breaking the streak, or he breaks the losing streak and then gets a big win eventually?
1: Uh the, column, the B. column B.
0: Column B. B. So he breaks, he, it he breaks and, the streak. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I kind of enjoyed it though. I think it's. I think it's funny.
1: We're gonna have to get our researchers in the back to look up uh, yeah. the <laughs> longest losing. streak. Yeah, long, I
0: don't know if that's even. There's even an on record for that. It might hey, be a made up streak. Get on it. <laughs> Uh, Moving on to SmackDown, we have Hell in a Cell next month. Uh, Obviously, the biggest thing going on there is the Shane McMahon, Kevin Owens feud. Uh, Shane opens the show with a promo, basically saying, Kevin Owens, like, you come after my family, I come after you, I sentence you to Hell in a Cell. Owens does an interview via satellite, which (laughs) I thought was a great touch that he wasn't even there, and he looked so upset and disheveled when he was just sitting there. Offers an apology. Says, I watched the footage. I don't know what came over me. And then ultimately blame Shane for the whole thing. Like, <laughs> he you saw Shane. You he look saw w- your
1: face. Basically,
0: look what you made me do is, is what he it's does. It's your fault. Yeah. I, I love the snapped Kevin Owens, though.
2: And what did, he say? did he say, I'm going to heaven? When yeah. It ended? Something like <laughs> I'm that. I'm not going yet. to hell. I'm
0: going to heaven. Yeah, I'm going to heaven. The snapped Kevin Owens is my favorite Kevin Owens. And I'm hoping that we continue to see that. The idea that – because that stare that he does – I've always thought was great, almost like he goes into some kind of zone. Menacing. Yeah, and we saw that obviously last week, and him even basically saying like I don't I didn't even know what I did, like I just saw you, Shane, and I snapped. I hope that we continue to see that version of Kevin Owens. Um, Do you 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 weren't here last week, so what what do you think of what they
1: did with Owens and Vince? And where this now goes for Shane and Owens. Well, I thought the whole thing has been very entertaining because, like, we always talk about Kevin Owens is definitely a highlight. He's, he's fun to watch, whether you'll be on the mic, in the ring. Um, this kind of gives you a little bit of both. Uh, he started this kind of feud with Shane a while back, and it's built up to this, and it's been a very entertaining TV. I mean, even my wife, who usually yelling at me to turn off wrestling because mm. you've watched enough programs, is like, I, I want to <laughs> I, I see what happens with this.
0: Yeah. I I've been happy with it. Alo, do you think they followed up last week in a positive manner this week?
1: Yeah,
2: I think they did. I think they did a real good job. Like you said Owens being away away via satellite. I thought that was a nice touch. And Shane Shane returning was actually a nice touch as well because he came back immediately after his father got attacked. And I like the fact that Shane was all business. There was no there was no Shane dance, no Shane O'Mac shuffle, nothing. He was just he got straight to the point.
0: Yeah, I I liked it. I like what they're doing. I'm very excited for this match. I think it's going to be great. I will never underestimate Shane McMahon with one of the top superstars again after the mistake I made leading into WrestleMania with AJ Styles. So I'm fully on board with this. I hope that they do a a really good job building towards. I don't know if we see Vince again. I know they're hyping up that he's got injured ribs. I don't know if we see Stephanie at some point. AJ's
1: on, on board on this as well. You think so? Well, I mean, he made a statement. What did he say? Came out to the ring and he said before he addressed uh The Lone Wolf, he said, you know, you picked the wrong fight for messing with Shane and you'll get what you deserve. I totally missed that. <laughs> I don't do not have any recollection of him
0: saying that. Alo, what were you going to say?
2: Yeah, you just went down the list of the McMahon family. I still think Triple H is going to come to SmackDown cuz I think I base, of course I think Owens is going to beat Shane. To a pulp <laughs> at Hell mm-hmm. in a Cell. But Shane will go down swinging. And then there will be no, what, what is he, the commissioner or general manager, whatever he is of, of SmackDown. Yeah. so I think Triple H will replace him there because, like I said, last week Triple H has nothing to do anymore because that whole Rollins thing led to nothing. And the the fan in me wants to see that. Like the like I know the built in the back and forth.
0: The Triple H fan in you or the WWE fan in you wants to see
2: Both. that? The, I said the, the back and forth on the microphone they will, that will be great, but whenever the match does happen, I know Triple H is going to win. And at this point, at this point, facing Triple H since he's just a part timer basically is overrated to an extent because it does, the last few times it hasn't led to anything. And with him being such a being this part timer, if you do beat him, it has to lead to something. Yeah. It leads to a cool nickname. (laughs) And a a nice shirt.
0: but Yeah, will Kevin Owens be the new Kingslayer?
2: (laughs) Yeah, because, like, the only thing that kind of, that didn't really lead to anything because it got hurt was the Daniel Bryan thing. But after that, after that match was done and he won the title, it wasn't going in a good direction anyway because he was was facing Kane for two, three months. And then, kind of like Mysterio, they knew when they were going to get the belt off him right away. Because he's supposed to drop the title to Brock at SummerSlam, yep. so facing him is a bit overrated at this point because since he's a part timer, and I do believe he will actually beat Kevin Owens.
0: I don't know. I don't know what I think. I don't know what I think about Triple H versus Kevin Owens. <laughs> I guess I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. I do hope that this leads to something bigger, and I think there's a chance that it could. Like they, them bringing Vince out, yeah. them having Vince take physical punishment
1: vicious headbutt
0: yeah that makes you feel like that they are investing a lot in this guy and in this story i hope that they don't sell it short i hope that they actually have something good planned for it um but i'm happy with what they've done it's it's a lot more interesting than the wwe championship picture we have a rematch with shinsuke nakamura and jinder mahal we had Jinder Mahal doing another awful promo, basically just mocking Nakamura and his some,
1: face, and some uh, racist comments mixed in there.
0: Yeah, I'm really, <laughs> I'm, I don't, I don't want to say I'm on the fence about this, especially because I, I typically am very sensitive to, like, racism and prejudice and all that type of stuff. So part of me is like, you shouldn't be going out there and making fun of an Asian guy for for using an R sound instead of an L, or saying he eats cats and dolphins. Like, on the other hand, there is the part where it's like, this is a TV character that is supposed to be hated, and it's sort of, your, it, that's one of the ways you're trying to get him hated. And I'm like, I'm almost, I never really like to do this, I'm almost straddling the fence on it, where it's like, I see why some people find it offensive and i kind of cringed when it happened myself i was like ah oh, did you have to
1: we called say him a, that a gook pretty much was
0: <laughs> a, a kind of offensive he called him mr miyagi
1: <laughs> that's kind of that was entertaining and the
0: the crowd even started a that's Way too, too far. far chant or whatever that's it was that's too far yeah i was like uh kind of was but on the other hand it's like I guess at least they're getting away from him him doing the same promo that he was doing for 3 months before.
2: Rather heard that.
0: I don't know. I it yeah. made me cringe. It made me uncomfortable. I feel like it may be another case of WWE tries to present themselves as this progressive, forward-thinking 21st century company that embraces all cultures and everything like that we bridge all these gaps and it's like maybe that's a road you don't want to go down on your <laughs> show
1: well I mean outside of that too those comments alone I mean just the segment without them was just plain old boring just making the same comments about the same face and overselling laughs like it was actually entertaining and the singing brothers rolling around on the ground that was just painful to watch that, and that may
0: be part of why I have even more of a problem with it is because it was just done in a very lazy manner It's like, okay, if he says these things, it'll get a reaction, so let's just have him say them. There's, like, nothing really behind it. I I honestly feel like Jinder has walked out there the last two weeks kind of, like, not, doesn't seem fully invested in it. Like, maybe he doesn't even like it. Yeah, maybe he's like, are you
1: sure you want me to do this? Is this what you really want me to do?
0: Yeah. What are your thoughts on it, ALO?
1: Do you think they actually gave him that promo?
0: I do, yes. Okay. Why? Do, do you, in some way, feel like maybe uh, he went into business for himself? With I, I it
2: don't know. Maybe they, maybe they gave him the, the bullet point thing. It's like okay, he's a, he's Japanese. Make fun of him.
0: So he did do the R sound last week. Okay, and I noticed it and immediately was like, "Ooh, like did you have to do that one?" And but I didn't hear any mention of it. So like I guess nobody else cares. Yeah, because. Like this week, though, it seems like it's gotten a lot of blowback.
2: Yeah, because like I see your point with it's like the the person and then in the, the person in you, like your emotions or whatever, and then it's the TV thing. But I can separate that or whatever. So I'm like, okay, it's it's, t, it's a TV show, but everybody's not like me, so everybody's going to interpret it mm-hmm. the, the way the way they want, and I understand that. Yeah, but it was so bad.
0: It. It was so TV. you have more of a problem with how bad, how yes. it was just bad TV than yes. yeah, it was it bad was, stereotyping. Yeah,
1: it, it was bad. <laughs> I, outside the Mr. Miyagi comment, it was bad. Because like, like, that, that
2: happens in movies and te- all, te- all television shows. So I, I, I don't really hold that against it. Because no matter what, there's going to be that one person to say something. Or that one group of people that's going to say something. And they're going to create a meme or whatever. And it'll and it'll get reposted a bunch of damn times.
0: It's similar to when James Ellsworth grabbed a briefcase and people were mad that it was like... Yeah. You took that moment away from Mm -hmm. women. It's like, no, they gave the women a killer story. Yeah. This is... uh, That may be where the problem lies. This is not entertaining. It was not a fun segment. It was not interesting. It wasn't entertaining. It wasn't executed well. It was just kind of lazily done, which that's why I said it almost makes me feel like, is he like, do I really... Like, maybe he's not convinced that he should be saying
1: this. Yeah, and
2: then, like, the best part, honestly, and I've said this when he first won the title, the best part when he do- does a promo, I always think is when he says, I'm going to speak to my people in Punjabi mm-hmm. because nobody understands what the hell he's saying unless mm-hmm. you're Punjabi. So I've always said that was that's always, like, the best part of his promo. Yeah, we don't even
0: know if he's actually speaking <laughs> <with him>. <laughs>
2: Exactly. <laughs> I've always said that's the best part because, that's kind of heel heat, because you're talking in another language, and nobody mm-hmm. understands what the hell he's saying. Yeah. And you're talking to your people, and you're rubbing in that you're not American. Right. That's always the best part to his promos, I think. But this was just bad. I, I, I was like, this this is horrible. Why?
0: Yeah, this is bordering on old day territory for me. Huh. It may not be quite that bad. No,
2: I, no, I'm talking about it might be worse.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it's it's like in that territory for me. Yes, uh, we get a Nakamura interview where he basically says out, oh, Jinder's funny, but it won't be funny when I win the WWE championship. This is another thing that I'm just like looking forward to, put it, to putting it behind us. Yeah, like, like, Let's I, just get this in the rearview mirror already. Yeah, and
2: I said, um, going back when this match got booked at SummerSlam, Jinder's the one who has to lead this feud.
0: Yeah. And hey, it's not going well. No. United States Championship, the top championship on the SmackDown <laughs> brand. We had the U.S. Close Challenge once again. <laughs> um, wasn't even a match. This is my big problem with it. I've been saying for weeks. I want the U.S. Open Challenge to be actual matches. A showcase event every week. It's your best in-ring wrestler in AJ Styles. I wanted to go out there and have a match that showcases we these keep guys. Every no week. matches. Yeah, we get like a forty-five second match. We get a match that doesn't happen. It's not even a surprise anymore. We know the week ahead who's in the match. I just feel like that they're not doing a very good job presenting this whole thing. I don't know. What are your thoughts, a I
2: agree with wholeheartedly what you said because when seeing did the US Open Challenge, it was like, okay, who's coming out? We always got invested, but now it's like, AJ is telling Ty Dillinger the challenge is for you. Then the next week it was Corbett says, I'm facing you next week. So the mystique of it is basically gone. But I do think Ty Dillinger was a big winner this week at that segment because how many times have we said Ty Dillinger's on TV one week and he's done on TV for three weeks? And then when he comes out, his entrance, he gets silenced or whatever. It's only a select few people doing his entrance with him. And that's a big selling point of him was his entrance. But the fact that he actually got involved in Basically, before the match started and attacked Corbin, it made him look like he belonged. Yeah, and I like that whole aspect of it. So it's like, okay, I'm Tydendra, I belong. He did have a good match with AJ too. So and, and I don't remember last week he was reluctant to even shake AJ's hand. So he's so in my mind, he's thinking that I can win this US title, and you're not. And Corbin took the opportunity away from him a couple of times too. But looks like I can take I can win this US title, and I'm going to take it.
0: So, you feel like they're allowing him to remain relevant.
2: Yeah, and that's the problem with SmackDown because we don't see these guys on television consistently. And it's hard to care about them because it's the shorter the show, but you can get enough guys do on do television. More. You could do more.
1: Yeah. I think it kind of vindic- vindicates Ty because usually you'll see guys like Ty get jumped. And then that's kind of the end of the story. They this, this just, like, fade into the background. Yeah, they like, oh, background I got like this happened, happened to yeah, me. Yeah, I got jumped. It's cool. Yeah, but he actually gets one. <laughs> um, yeah, he gets comes out and gets, gets kind of revenge and turns the, Yeah, turns oh, it's the a table. shame I got jumped. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm okay with
0: it. <laughs> yeah, so you, you, it, at least they're letting him do something about it. Yeah,
1: it and he's sure, involved yeah, it in. Yeah, shows you they have a little bit of investment in yeah, and NFL he's
0: involved in a more. key moment of the show
1: this week. I don't know where we're going with this. Maybe a uh, triple threat for the US title yeah. I'm not sure
2: Yeah I'm sure AJ will say He'll defend it against both of them Because that's what he's been doing Since it's the US closed challenge
1: Yeah
0: Yeah I'm surprised It wasn't announced already Like not, it, the way it's been As we know
1: Yeah did I, they should have a match book For next week
0: already I,
2: but Maybe it'll be open next week
0: Yeah <laughs> it might be You, you never know uh, Women's division The return of Charlotte I Fun. will say awesome. Yeah straight away It was good to see her again I liked her promo basically saying, kind of like for a shoot, like I'm going to make every moment with my dad count from here on out. Natty interrupts her, which I thought was really good, and goes on and on about the Mae Young Classic and these women did this and these women did that. But like there is one woman who like succeeded where Amelia Earhart fell short, (laughs) whatever. And she unveils the portrait and it's a portrait of herself as the champion. Uh, Charlotte wants a title shot. Becky wants a title shot. Naomi wants a title shot. Tamina wants a title shot. Everybody
1: wants a title shot. Everybody wants a title (laughs) shot. Who doesn't want a title shot?
0: The one real saving grace of this segment for me, other than the return of Charlotte, was Becky saying that Natty is the worst there is, the worst there was, (laughs) and the worst there ever will be. Or no, the craziest there is. The craziest there was and the craziest there ever will be. I enjoyed that. Um, Daniel Bryan makes it a fatal four-way match for... Number one contendership in a match at Hell in a Cell. So we got a a fatal four-way for the main event of the show, which I thought was good. I kind of thought Charlotte being back warranted a main event spot on this show, if anything, in the women's division did. Um, I thought this match was fun. Yeah, it did too. It was very action-packed. It was very high energy. It was like a manic finish, like almost like a race to the finish line. There was so much happening in those last couple minutes. Charlotte gets the win. I really enjoyed the uh, Naomi's springboard crossbody on, I think it was Charlotte and Natty maybe. I I can't remember who the two were. We got the moonsault onto two people, Mm -hmm. which I thought was good. Charlotte wins with the big boot. Charlotte now the number one contender. Big boot. Is this like, okay,
1: all is now right in the women's division on SmackDown because Charlotte is back in her rightful place? starting to feel that way.
2: I know some people at home were happy.
1: (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I could say this for the viewers at home: I had no problem with this being the main event of the night. Um, the women's division, Charlotte coming back, getting the number one contendership out of the way—I I enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, and, and it felt—it imp- felt
0: she felt important to me on on Tuesday night. So, halo you were you were cool with all this?
2: Yeah, I didn't have a problem with it at all. I'm glad to see Charlotte back on television because the women's division has been real lackluster because. You've had Natty and Naomi back and forth, and the only thing we had to look forward to was basically Carmella and James Ellsworth. We've been having the whole speculation of, okay, is she going to cash in here? But that was the bright spot of a, for the last three weeks, basically. But before SummerSlam leading today, it was kind of all muddled away. I mean,
1: I like Naomi's in-ring work, but she doesn't really hold a lot of interest for me when she was holding the title or anything like that. I mean, maybe that's because they didn't book her the right way, but she wasn't really doing it for me. So it's good to have someone like Charlotte you can really get behind.
2: Yeah, as long, as long as we don't get any more... Of these fatal four ways or five ways between these women on the roster, because we that got beat to death throughout the summer. I, I don't want to see that anymore because because of that whole aspect. Yeah, because they're it. trying
1: to cam, cram all their women in one match so they all get TV time instead of doing some interesting storylines or yeah. sub sub storylines. Yeah,
2: yeah. Like I, I appreciate the I appreciate the effort, but you don't put them all together in fatal four ways five. Ways. The effort
1: has been
0: exceeding the execution.
2: Yeah, because we, said so we got it throughout June, we got it throughout July, so. I, I think we had enough with that. But I am glad to see Charlotte I don't Baker.
1: mind if they have, like, TV matches like they did and they just can term, can determine a number one contender for a match and make it a one-on-one match.
2: Yeah, I know. But, but, but the thing was, we got that, like, on J- throughout June because of Money in the Bank. And a Battleground was a five-way, too. That's
1: what I'm saying. As pay per view, it be one-on-one. Yeah. TVs, but, we can do these matches for qualifying matches. Yeah, but
2: I would will, I will like secondary storylines. I think we'll yeah, get... Yeah, secondary
1: storylines are needed.
2: Yeah, I'm, and I think we're going to get that. At, since, since this is actually a thing, and Charlotte, hopefully, she will claim her place on the on the at the top of the throne. On the hierarchy. And have you have you heard about the whole Starcade live event thing?
0: I've seen it on Twitter. I wasn't sure if it was real or not. My initial instinct was this kind, almost the same reaction I had when I saw the the first Great Balls of Fire tweet. Like, oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> that turned out to be real. Yeah this, so. yeah, this is
2: real. They're, they're, they're promoting a live event. They didn't say if it's going to be the network or nothing, but it's a live event in Greensboro, and the match that they're promoting is Natty and Charlotte inside the cage. So this And that's in November, so this is still going to be a thing for a little bit longer.
0: I guess that's kind of cool. Like, as much as I'm an anti-WCW guy, and if you haven't listened to Throwback, listen to it and you will know how much of an anti-WCW guy I was.
1: Good drop.
0: Man. Um, I... Think this is kind of cool. Like WCW is kind of part of the history now. Like they own it, so instead of erasing it or burying it, you might as well try to incorporate some of the, some of it if you can. So I, I appreciate them doing that.
2: And then, did you hear that Michael Hayes extended an invite to
0: Cody? I did not see that, but yes. that would be interesting. He
2: extended an invite to Cody because the Hardys are booked for that show, and Goldust is advocating for Hardys versus him and Cody. Hmm.
0: Is he going to be forced to be stardust when he comes back still?
2: <laughs> My thing was, I was, I'm torn. I don't know if Cody would even do that. Because he actually ran this idea by them years ago, and they said no.
0: Do you want to see him do it?
2: But th- it's a live event. I wouldn't see it. That's the thing. What was the idea? For, Cody ran the idea to have starcades a few years ago, but they turned them down. And now they're doing it.
0: I'd be shocked if they do this and don't put it on the network. I feel like it's going to be that MSG show a couple of years ago or whatever it was, a year and a half ago. The uh, live event in, in Japan. Mm-hmm. that they. I, I'd be shocked if they didn't air it on the network.
1: Yeah,
2: because they even sent out surveys again about that. I don't know if you got your survey yet, but they sent out surveys about live events being televised on the network. So it's... I don't know if Cody would actually do it. It's, it's, it's because as much as he says he does, he dislikes that company. Would he do it for his brother and his dad's legacy?
0: That's why I think he would do it because I think ultimately he will think about that. Like that obviously is something that his father was a big part of. His brothers would be involved in it now. I think that would be something that he he would want to be a part of. If there's any way to get him to do anything with WWE, I think that's probably the way to do it. I Obviously, I don't know him. I can't say that he will, but I, I'd be a little bit surprised if he didn't. I think it'd be a cool thing if they did do it. Like, start mending those fences. Um, tag team division, the New Day beat the Hype Bros. New Day are facing the Usos in a rematch at Hell in a Cell, right? Yes. This has to be a blow-off match in a Hell in a Cell. Like, it that, has to that, be, That's right? the
2: report and the the, the, the the dirt she stole that from me, but yes.
0: <laughs> Damn, they stealing it. Yeah, they do. Would you like to see a Hell in a Cell tag match between the Usos and the New Day? Damn straight. And Sexy that, as that's, as got <laughs> that's got to be the end of it to me. As much as I enjoy seeing them...
1: In Matches together and the matches are always good. We need a quality opponent to kind of come up against the new day before we see Usos drop in the background. I don't know if we have that right now.
2: Well, with, good, I'm glad you kind of. Yeah, I, <laughs> I dropped glad, that in. I'm for you. glad you kind of transitioned to that Pick pretty that. well because I believe this Brazongo thing's dead. With the fashion files and who, who took this whatever from the lab or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think this is dead. So, and. I have, act, I have to look this up, but I don't think that AOP has been on this on the newest set of tapings either. I'm not sure if one of them is hurt or whatever, mm-hmm. but I think that we may get AOP coming to SmackDown soon.
0: I wouldn't hate that. I think that'd be good because
2: SmackDown needs tag teams as well, and that'd be something new because you have to transition away from the Usos and New Day, and at the same t- at the same time, the hype bros are are, sp- are basically about to split and, go, and t- go their separate way. So you have to have something there. And I wouldn't be shocked if we got ALP coming, because I think the whole Brazango thing is dead. Because they haven't had Fashion Files in a couple weeks now.
0: It's been no. on 205 Live. So help me God if Brazongo is dead.
2: Not Brazongo I mean Fashion Files.
0: So help me God if Fashion <laughs> Files is dead.
2: Well, I'm not saying Fashion Files, I'm talking about the whole who, who did whatever to the office or whatever. That whole aspect. I think that might be dead.
0: That will really annoy me. <laughs> I want to find out who did it. <laughs> I need to know. Um, they canceled the show for the final episode. <laughs> yeah, although they were doing Fashion Peaks for a while. That was kind of like when it really was kind of taken off on social media because the return of Twin Peaks was a big deal. The original run of Twin Peaks, season two, ended on a huge cliffhanger right after the show got yep. canceled. So it was like it was like we're never going to find out what actually happened. Could be getting more of the same. Yeah, and even The Return, which, to me, it was an unbelievable season of television. It's hard for me to recommend it to people because it is so different from anything else you watch on TV. And the way it ended, a lot of people were angry. Some people were happy about it. I'm not going to say anything about what the ending was for anybody who maybe wants to watch it. But it would be kind of fitting for them to just have the Lee, fashion Lee, Lee files Lee. just disappear without ever resolving. Yeah. Um, Aiden English sung Randy Orton into existence. <laughs> Rusev got his payback on Randy Orton and then was <laughs> yes! couldn't have been any more <laughs> yeah. excited that about it. That was
1: super it. entertaining behind the. Yeah, it. it was awesome. What did Reneo ask him? She, said, uh, the... she
0: said, you seem lady.' He said, what, is that? what <laughs> yes! does that <Andy> mean? <laughs> 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 what does that mean? She explained it to him. He said, yes, I am excited. You know, I beat him. And then he started a Rusev number one chant, which (laughs) was awesome. Um, I hope that we get more from Rusev. I don't know what it's going to be. I don't need to really see him with Orton. I hope this leads to him beating Orton. It doesn't really make any sense to me otherwise. Um, They're going to have another match, I'm assuming, at Hell in a Cell. Any chance Rusev gets a win there?
1: No. (laughs) I think there's a chance. I'm saying there's a chance.
0: <laughs> You're
2: telling me there's a chance.
1: Uh Dolph Ziggler
0: does his in-ring performer stuff again. His gimmick infringement again. He did Triple H. I will say Joel and B did it better. <laughs> he came out and did HBK and himself? to my knowledge himself? that's what he's already been doing anyway. <laughs> he did your boy. Yeah. Uh he did DX. I thought this segment was a complete waste of time. The other funny thing is, he hates the fans. It's weird to see him still coming out there in his Stars and Stripes tights. <laughs> like, you're wearing a pair of baby face tights. Why? It, it doesn't add up to me. I'm over this thing already. I think they could fill that five to six minutes in a better way. I don't know. How do you guys feel about it?
2: It's just something to get Bobby Rube, him versus Bobby Roode. But my thing was... If he's talking about entrances, you could have held Bobby Roode's debut off, but off until Ziggler kind of got to Bobby Roode's entrance, or just debut Bobby Roode like a week before, then then Ziggler do his entrance. Because Bobby Roode has been there; he's been on dark dark, mass, dark matches the last two weeks against Mike Kanellis. So he, it's not like he hasn't been there; he has been there. So it's like basically, they're just holding us off so so Dolph can do Bobby Roode's entrance, and then those two can get their kind of moment in butthead and have their match at hell in itself.
0: yeah I will say this is another a rare instance where I actually enjoyed the CM Punk chant because it <laughs> would have been nice to see him mock the CM Punk entrance uh, cult of person <laughs> you, are you enjoying this Joey or no?
1: no I mean I haven't really enjoyed much of it from the start I mean it was at first just wanted to see what he would come out to emulate um, and now I just want to kind of see a payoff and uh, if it's going where Alo says it's going, which I mean, nine times out of ten, he's, he's, he's on the mark. <laughs> I'll deal with it. Yeah. I'll deal with
0: it. Uh, last thing from SmackDown I don't know how this didn't get on the show. Yes! The WW.com video of Carmella with James Ellsworth on the leash, making him legitimately do dog tricks. She made him sit, she made him play dead. I think she made him speak at one point. She went back and forth from like sit, play dead, and had him going like sitting up and sitting back down. I thought it was awesome. I don't know how it's not on the show. <laughs> it's so good. I would like to see it on the show. I popped last week for him coming out in the so dog good. leash. I want them to keep this going. I thoroughly enjoyed it. WWE, please put it on the show. I don't know when we see him on the show again, probably next week, but I thought it was awesome, and they, I think they need to keep doing more of it. Uh, anything else from SmackDown that anybody wants to get into?
2: Why wasn't that one on SmackDown? No, nah, so I would have loved to see
1: that on SmackDown. I didn't see, that. I didn't even see the uh, WWE.com version of it, so okay. I'll have to check that out. So good. You didn't see that? No, I did not.
0: Hmm. Yeah, definitely so definitely good. look for it. Uh, do we have any listener questions?
2: Yes, we have a statement slash question from the Godfather of the podcast, Joe Lafferty. Okay. Mm-hmm. I am looking forward to the network special this Sunday. Oh, he's gotten with the times. I've decided to drop the term pay-per-view I said it plenty of times while Raw and Smackdown Make me question my existence in this universe (laughs) And I still enjoy The network specials I believe Strowman will I'm predicting a Reigns victory in the return of The Undertaker I'm predicting a UFC Match for Lesnar at the end end Or beginning of the next year I I believe Joe will come back in a babyface type role And defeat The Miz Remember, facing the heel no longer matter so, who was the first opponent for Strowman as a new Universal Champion? Balor, question mark. Based on Vince's booking of Monday nights, I'm sure it will be Enzo. So. my guess is Jason Jordan.
0: <laughs> I don't think Braun is going to win. If he does, I mean, his, his next match might be, like, they might not have him have a real match until Brock, but I guess... I don't think it'll be Enzo, but I do think it'll be some throwaway match on Raw. I don't have a name that comes right to mind. Throwaway sure. match? Yeah. Just someone that's not like... Maybe yeah. it'll be part of, of Hawkins' losing streak. I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's going to be some marquee match, though. I don't know. You have anybody in mind,
1: Joey? I mean, I'm thinking, depending on way way um, the Cena match goes, that it could be Reigns. Reigns. Strowman. So you think they'd jump right to that? I think they'd start building towards that. I mean, it might not be the very next match, but I think that's where they'll build. Hm. I'm thinking
2: because the next, the next pay-per-view is TLC. So the title, you have to assume the title will be defended in one of those three elements, well, four, but tables, ladders, chairs, and there's a plane. whole TLC match. So you can get away with sneaking somebody smaller in there but I can't see anybody legitimate taking it to him of enrollment, or you throw Joe in the throw Joe against against braun because you gotta think braun kind of gets the face reactions and you can get away with having him versus
1: Joe, yeah, for sure
0: yeah, I, I wouldn't have a problem with that I mean, that would be awesome. You could definitely have him go up against heels. That doesn't really make a difference for braun, like you said, he's uh. I've said many times on the show when he popped out the one week, he'd been gone for two or three weeks, and he showed up as, like, the returning hero. He officially was a hero on Monday night when he took out Enzo. Yeah, I could see Samoa Joe being the guy. And was there another question in there or no? That was it. Okay. Uh, do we have any other questions? That's it for tonight. Um, I don't have a creative way to do this this week. I'll just say I'm pretty sure NBA season is 27 days away at the, the moment we're recording this. Uh, LeBron James, we have 27 opportunities to have you on unsanctioned. So, LeBron, we have your throne waiting. Uh, it will be here waiting anytime you choose to come and sit in it.
1: Plus, we have H3O. We have H3O, <laughs> that is
0: true. Alo?
2: Dan Gilbert, you're not the worst owner. James <laughs> Dolan is. But if you want to score some more points with me, dump that horrible sponsor you have for the Cleveland Cavaliers in Goodyear <laughs> and come embrace the madness at whatamaneuver.com for all your mad Madness gear, for your, for your entire Cleveland Cavaliers team, all the way, all from, all the way from LeBron James, all, all the way down to Zizic. <laughs> and they can and any member on that team can also go to kyleandnubble.com and use promo code MATTMADNESS for 10% off the order.
0: Yeah, all those NBA guys that want to save 10% on a T-shirt. You, yes. What is, it? what is the code again? Matt Madness. I'm actually going to – I hate to, to waste time here, but I actually want to see who the Cleveland Cavaliers jersey sponsor I did. is. I who said is it. it? Goodyear. Oh, it is Goodyear. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, come on. You want the double M on your jersey <laughs> instead of that, that tired Goodyear logo. That retired tire It's 2017. (laughs) Good year. Get out of here. Um, So, yes, LeBron, the throne is open to you anytime you choose to accept it. Uh, Listen to Falls Count Anywhere. Listen to The Perfect Edge. Check out Unsanctioned. Check out Throwback Madness Fall Brawl 98. Subscribe to the show on iTunes. Five-star ratings and reviews. For Mr. Sexy Puna then now forever see Kane Joe Ryan. you with quality
1: material, people.
0: <laughs> yes. For Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo Aaron Lloyd. I am Ron Pashery, and we will see you next week.
1: Talking all on the top rope, by the land with elbow. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. This is Superman, it's a summer Slam. Here we go again, fans mocking man. Man, I hate my balls, Shut the Mr. McMahon. It ain't safe the land, off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome, well, what I'm cooking, man. Y'all off the smell.